0: It's that part of the show here at Good Old Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing. Now, I know I say the same thing every week, but if you notice, I say it in a different intonation just to add some spice to this part of the show, which is so darn exciting because these guests are just getting more and more amazing. Oh, my God, my jugular is popping out of my neck right now. Okay. <laughs> you may know him. It's throbbing. Do you see it? It's so crazy. It's, it's
1: a little bit disturbing. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't wait to, like, verbally uh, just attack our guest. I have so many questions, and I mean that in a nice way. Um, in a nice way, of course. Because I want to get to know him. I want. Okay, sh- stop. Please. You know him from the stars drama that this show is a huge fan of, okay? Vida. Please put your hands together, throw your mics and your headphones in the air for Tonat You. Whoa! I mean, welcome.
2: Hi. Welcome. Thank you all.
0: Welcome. <laughs>
1: So we're really glad that Rachel got, uh, pronounced your name right because we were worried. Yes. We were worried that we wouldn't stick the landing, but Rachel, did it. that's why she's the one who usually introduces people, right?
0: It's a lot of pressure on me, guys, and I, I, t- <laughs> I take it for the team because I love you guys so much, but that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> okay, you see these shoulders?
2: <sighs> you know, honestly, it was a gift. It was a gift because, you know, I, people who actually even try to pronounce my name are, they just automatically get points on my end. So you're winning. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's a good, you see that? That's a good head. I like your noodle. I don't even know you, but I like the way you think. <laughs> and now I'm going to say your name every time I ask you a question. Tonati, welcome to Latinos Out Loud, first of all. All right. All right. You are busy. You are busy as a bee. Oh, my God. Okay, so you are probably most known at this current juncture, but things about to change because we heard about the stuff that you're involved in. But people will probably know you from the stars and award-winning show, Vida. So... Tell everyone because this is audible. Just tell everybody uh, about your character on the show and give us a little, I don't know, give us some fun facts about working on Vida and your experience.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I played or had the honor of playing Marcos, uh, who was Melissa Barrera's character's best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he originally started with he, him pronouns and then at his famous Queer Senora uh, switched over to the they, them spectrum or lack thereof. But um, yeah, Marcos is a. Um, He's at the at the beginning of the show a graduate in um, political organizing, and he is the full spectrum everything from feminine to masculine and everything in between. Es una loca, le There's no dance floor that that bitch isn't a part of. Yes.
0: And is that far from who you are in real life? Like, where is the parallel, or is there one?
2: Um, no, yeah, there was a huge parallel. I think Marcos was so many different intersections of my identity that I just got to like crank up. Um, but I mean, listen, if the if the satsa trumpets are playing, then maybe I'm on the dance floor too. So
0: I,
1: I, how was it being on a set and a show that was, you know, a Latino s- story? Right. I mean, you know, we don't there's not a lot of shows that revolve around Latino main characters and and their family and their friends and stuff like that. So how was it working on a set like that? And had you you ever been on a set like that?
2: No, no, at that point in my life, I had never been on a set like that. It was honestly kind of magical. Sometimes in in Hollywood, there are certain spaces where you almost recognize instantly that you're just like, I'm the only Latino. Mm. In a weird way, like I was able to drop my shoulders. It felt like family. Uh, The comedy was flying both in English and in Spanish. Wow. Yeah, it was a real gift. Oh, and then like, they had someone who knew how to do my hair. So that was great. Oh,
0: Oh, like someone who knew how to like work the curls of a Latino scalp. Okay, yeah, that's hard to come, that's hard to find. Even in yeah. like real life, forget about on set, like real life people, <laughs> you know, like the barbershops too. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, or how you identify, but like with the curly hair short, sure, but with the curly hair long, it's like, I have to go to the Heights.
2: It's always oh, a beast.
0: Yeah. Okay. So did you want to continue? I hope I didn't cut off your answer about your,
2: uh. No, no, you're good. We, um, it was just amazing. I really had a fantastic time and and Tanya Siracho, the creator of the show is just this amazing.
0: Former guest. Former guest of the Latinos Out Loud podcast.
2: (laughs) Former guest. Uh, She's just incredible. I mean, she's such an incredible collaborator and she's so intelligent and pushing queer Latinx stories forward. And she really entrusted me with the character and what I was trying to set out with this character.
0: It's amazing. And so, okay, now you, you've you landed a, a lead role in an ABC pilot, Promise Land. So wow. I guess without going into too much detail, could you share with us some info on that project? And how does it feel to be in a lead role? Congrats, <laughs> Deantre That's amazing!
1: Go. Thank you, Let's thank go. you.
2: Um, it was surreal. Uh, I did not... When I found out, I was so anxious that I was just on the phone, like, just say yes or no, like, <laughs> just say yes or no. Which one is it? <laughs> um, but no, it was it, it was it was fantastic. So the show's premise is basically like crazy rich Mexican secession. Um, yeah. So we okay. are a family in Sonoma County. Uh, we own a, a vineyard, and um, that vineyard just took off over the years, and we are now like multi billion corporation who's about to go public. And I play the son, Antonio, who is coming back into the family fold. And we will see what happens next.
0: Oh, <laughs> juicy, mommy. Juicy. Wow.
1: No spoilers. No spoilers. But it, it does sound like the type of show that people are going to be asking you once once it's like a season or two in people are going to be like what's 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 going to happen like give us some (sighs) give us some scoops and you're going to be like i don't i can't i don't i could get in trouble yeah um
2: but it's it's so wonderfully cast the i just i fell in love with my cast immediately the second like our first night we instantly clicked like a family which is great because it is a family ensemble Mm. um so it's you know, if we get picked up, I think it's going to be a blast to work, to go to work every day.
1: Let me ask you just a basic actor question. Like, how do you, how did you prepare the night before that big audition? Do you have any kind of rituals you do? Or was it, uh, you know, is it just something that you're just like, I got a plan and I'm going to stick to it?
2: Um, well, for this one, because it was through Zoom or because of the Pendulce that, we're cur- that we were just in uh We had to do it, pandulce mini pandemic, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, we had to do it through Zoom.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's way, the first but, time yeah, I've heard I'm that. I
0: like that out, a lot. The sure. pandulce,
2: the little panda express that we were in, the pandemi levado <laughs> that we were in. You know, ah,
0: <laughs> so you have a whole bag because I could I've listened to this for a good fifteen minutes. This is very entertaining.
2: Oh look, that pancetta got old real quick. I'm over oh, it.
0: good one, the pancetta.
2: Yeah, fascinating. How? Um but yeah the, the cast is fantastic. We I've got I got to work with Cecilia Suarez and John Ortiz, Christina Choa, Augusto. I mean like they, they're just they're so freaking talented and I think the world's ready for a show like this. Wow,
0: that's so exciting. And uh Donati, where are you from and where are you right now?
2: Uh I was born in Boyle Heights, which is uh the city that Vida takes in. Uh and then I grew up in East LA and West Covina and now I'm currently in West Hollywood.
0: I Ooh. It's always interesting, especially now that we're on Zoom. I don't know what it is. Like, now that I'm looking at your face, I need to know your latitude and longitude, you know? Uh Whereas when people used to call in on the phone um, uh, pre-pancetta, like, it was, you know, it was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? But now I need to know exact your location, like, exactly. So that's, thank you for sharing.
1: So, and Boyle Heights, is—it's there's a few shows that take place there. Like, you know, um, is there like a, a, you know, a future musical? Could be, could be. <laughs> Boyle
0: Heights, it in works. The,
1: you know, in the making with Boyle Heights, I feel like that's a neighborhood that it is- It works. That's brimming with just like, you know, Latino like energy and their stories. And, and obviously there's stories, because there's a lot yeah. of shows that take place there.
2: I mean, let's get on it. Lin-Manuel, where you at? Old snap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay,
0: and then I want to ask you about South by Southwest because you are also a star in an indie feature that was featured in this past 2020 Southwest. Southwest Film Festival, which again is huge because we love South by, but Latinos, I think we need to still, you know, uh, try to plant our stake more and more in the ground at South by Southwest. We're not exactly represented to our fullest potential as far as filmmakers. So I want to know about that project and um, how was that? Was that a virtual festival and uh, how did it go? Tell us about your experience.
2: Um, are you referring to Drunk Fest? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drunk Bus was a lot of fun to work with. We shot that, I think, back in two thousand eighteen, and we were going to be in the original, uh, like, the twenty twenty South by. And uh, it was amazing. the The show was, uh, the project was a lot of fun. It was my first time living in snow. Uh, (laughs) I'm a little tropical fish over here, so going all the way up there, I was Uh, like, okay,
0: okay, okay. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, another really fun project. Really wonderful director and the writer. In particular, um, Chris was just like super open and we like we, we got to like improv jokes together right on set. And he's amazing. I love really, really fun project.
0: Awesome. And where could people find that project? Is it online anywhere?
2: Yeah. So it looks as though you can buy it on your Apple TV um, or you can also rent it from YouTube and also on Google Play.
0: I really like the name of the film, too. It reminds me of my bachelorette party, because that's what it was. It was like a drunk bus full of women uh, the night that we did my bachelorette oh, wow. party. We rented out, we, <laughs> we rented out a big, like one of those giant, well, they surprised me, but it was like one of those giant limos. It was like 30 of my girlfriends, and it was a drunk limo. It wasn't a drunk bus. It was a drunk limo. Um, yo, so,
1: Rachel thought the movie was about something else. <laughs> but like, I'm just as excited.
2: Is this like a sequel to Girls Trip? Is this a sequel to Girls Trip? Drunk I will- Course. I want to be a part of that one. <laughs> oh,
0: yo, it was lit. I just the last thing I remember from the night was riding the cyclone with a blow up doll with a, a black blow-up doll. That's the last I remember. Okay.
1: Okay. Yo, so let's <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what it was. And then bye after bye. that, we ended up in Chinatown <laughs> at some club underneath, like pork, I want to party like, with things hanging.
2: Yo. This, I don't even
0: remember. It was great. Damn. Okay, yo, can we talk about some serious stuff? Let's talk about like the beginning you like, mm. okay, when did you realize that you wanted to be an actor? Uh, were you mm. always an actor or did was there a shift? Or tell us about your past. How'd you land here?
2: I mean, if y'all want to ask these deep questions, I'm going to go there with you. So y'all better bunk up your seatbelts. Come on. Yes. Beep, beep. Here's the shovel. <laughs> yeah. Dig deep. Honestly, I always say that, I mean, I was always like a child who liked to perform and to sing and to dance and... I first sprained my ankle, twirling like Maria von Trapp singing Little Mermaid, you know. So, um, <laughs> oh my for real, God. that was my first sprained for real? ankle. Like,
0: for real, for it was real. Cool.
2: Um, <laughs> anyway, That's and that was just me on the sidewalk by myself. Um, but I always gravitated towards what? storytelling. I grew up in a beauty salon, so it was nothing but like uro chisme. Ay, no me diga. Yeah. So, storytelling was always kind of there. And as a kid, I was a bit of a loner because I was bullied a lot. So, um, I would spend like hours in the bathtub, just playing with dolls and making up stories. But I don't, I decide, I don't think I decided to be an actor. I think acting was a survival technique in the world. You know, like you had to learn how to code switch at school. You had to learn how to act masculine with the guys who were about to beat you up. You had to learn how to fit in, you know, as to survive. And so I say, in post-capitalist America, use your traumas in your favor. Uh, oh, shit. It's a joke, but it's deep.
0: It's deep. There's some truth to
2: it. <laughs> no, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, definitely stand-up comedians do that, you know? It's all about the drama is the comedy, right? It's like, let's look at it through a different lens.
2: Well, and I think that's a beautiful part of it all. It's like, I mean, all kinds of us are dealing with anxiety, depression, who knows what other problems, but when we can frame whatever's happening to us in a way that makes us laugh, like it's almost comedy, you know, and it can help us heal in a little bit of a faster way. Mm. Um, but that being said, I joined the theater department and on uh, my freshman year, I got into my first play.
0: What was your first play? What was your first play? The
2: Diary of Anne Frank. Oh my
0: Ooh. God, that's amazing.
2: Wow.
0: Oh my God, dear, dear Kitty.
2: <laughs> I
1: know, right?
0: <laughs> it's so great, uh
1: A good, a very feel good, uh,
2: feel good first role. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was crazy because, like, I just—I don't know—I get so I get swept up emotionally really easily. And I remember, like, during the first rehearsal where we were running the play nonstop, like the Nazis came in and went upstairs into the attic that we had built on stage, uh, and I just started like bawling. I was like, just sad. Uh, but it was such a beautiful thing because I was like, I—our imagination is so strong, you know. You just allow you yourself to believe what's in front of you.
0: You went mm. there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after four years of that, I was drama class president. I was that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I just loved it. And I loved people. And I, yeah, and I was, was going to go to study political science at UCLA. I got a full ride. Um, and then an English professor of mine, Mr. Amy, was like, why aren't you studying acting? That's what you love to do. And it had never occurred to me that that was a possibility. Um, so I applied to USC and I got in as a spring admit with no guarantees of any financial aid whatsoever. And obviously I went for the secure choice. Wow. Mm, yeah.
1: Now you mentioned political science, but you do, I'm reading some of your bio. I know you you work as a volunteer in a lot of different organizations, community outreach programs, yeah. education programs. So can you tell us more about
2: that side of you? For sure. Um, well, when your parents are undocumented um, or first year uh you become their translator their little doctor their little lawyer their everything you the know
0: gatekeeper right the gatekeeper yeah. information
2: mm. and then you almost are forced to grow up in a world where you start realizing that shit's not the same on both sides because you know what other people are getting uh and even like i was placed in english as a second language classes because my mom clicked that we spoke spanish at home um and it was really difficult to get out of them i had a i had to have a pe teacher fight for me at the school district miss davis um to get out of there and then two weeks after that i was in the honors classes Uh, wow
0: so you were there as a fluent english speaker 100 percent, in an esl and because of some sort of administrative thing on paper you were you were there was a barrier to your learning there was a
2: barrier to entry and that's not to just diminish the ESL program. I think that it's a fantastic program. I just think that it was a huge disservice of the school and the system to place children based off of a single question mark
0: Absolutely. or like a little tally mark. Wow. Mm.
2: Wow. But, um, yeah, so upon hearing and reading all of that and, um, my experiences in, in higher education, I almost started recognizing the prejudice in the, in the systems that were oppressing my people. Uh, and so it became very difficult for me not to be politically engaged in any way because my very active existence is political, like my very brown skin and my queerness is a political act just by being here. So, well, when I was 17, when I was making that decision between UCLA and USC, I had a literal panic attack because, you know, the answer was one way, but your heart wanted to do something else. But I prayed, which I don't pray very often. But I prayed and I said, I recognize that the world doesn't really live outside of story. And I love storytelling. And I also want to make an impact in politics. But if we can tell really good stories, we can change the minds and the reactions of everyone else around us. And we can change that and create those policies. The Center for Cultural Power said, culture changes faster than politics does. And so I was like, "That's, that's the answer for me. Storytelling is political. Wow.
0: I love that so much, and this I'm just gonna I'm not trying to be boasty, but that's mm. one of the like core values of the Latinos Out Loud podcast, right? Oh yeah. This is the conduit where we invite people like you to share these kinds of stories and experiences to empower, to enlighten, to educate. Because like your 17 year old self who didn't even know that you could like you know go to school for acting and become a professional actor, like that is the Latino story. You know, and so we're here to debunk the myths. To teach the parents, to teach the kids, to just flood them with the information, to move our people, you know, holistically forward. Mm. I'm yeah. so amazed by everything that you're saying. I want to hear you speak more. Someone, I mean, I don't know, what else can we Sorry talk Sorry if about I'm this? rambling.
1: Don't, don't no. I, no, no. No, no, no. I almost I have, want to that's switch an roles. interview. You're supposed to talk. <laughs> okay, you're right, right, right.
0: <laughs> can we just give Sonat you the show? Can we give him the show right <laughs> now? Up.
1: I'm, so, I'm Can we just yeah, just,
0: I don't even want it right now. I just want to be a listener right now and I want to hear more about what you have to say. Okay, I'll ask you a question and then I want you to talk ch- for like an hour. Um okay. <laughs> Give us a a you talk instead of a TED talk. Um a I told, talk? You, <laughs> I told okay. you I was going to say your first name like 50 times. Now that I know how to say it and I like it. Okay, okay, tonatiu, 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 we just
1: it's did. gonna be a drinking game by the time we're done, and Rachel's literally she's gonna take a drunk bus. And
0: no, it's all I only come had one. Circle. I only had one. I know my limit. Okay, <laughs> well here's here's a question. Um, So we know the state of the industry. We know that there's an underrepresentation of Latinos, and this is an answer that we ask quite often to actors and content creators across the board. But do you have any tips? or tricks or ways that you navigate, knowing that there's an underrepresentation of our people in the industry that you are just trying to thrive in?
2: That is a really good question. And it's a two-parter. Number one-
0: Make it a five-parter. I just wanna hear you talk. I'm going on
2: mute. A 10-parter, here we go. I think right now there's, there's this huge movement of amazing writers who are coming through the ranks and not only are making it themselves, But turning right back and grabbing the people behind them to bring them into the rooms so um tanya saracho gloria uh matt i mean these incredible 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 human beings who are doing are walking the walk baby and so i think within that we will see a rise in more latinx stories now uh, what am i doing is Baby, I'm collecting Latino names left and right. Bam, bam, bam. I'm collecting people of color mm. left and right. Bam, bam, bam. Let's form a coalition, baby. Let's get up in here. If, it, if the barriers to entry of the old guard aren't writing the roles, no problem. We got mm. writers. We got our people. Mm. We know who to cast. We know who can do what. No, let me call Chelsea. Let me call Andy. Let me call Michelle. Let me call, you know what I mean? I got, honey, I got, we got the numbers right here. Don't worry about it. We'll pitch them to the show. It's going to do amazing. And then bam, we'll have more representation one way or the other.
0: Mm. That's what I'm talking about that that approach and you know you don't have to be an actor to take that approach in your own right Right. in your own field uh we are severely underrepresented across numerous fields so take that approach build the network this way when somebody needs the somebody who does something you know the somebody and you can get the number and then you can have that somebody do the something that the somebody was looking for (laughs) does that make sense
2: that makes perfect sense
1: (laughs) Um, I have a, just, you know, um, a random question, but, um, what would be your dream role? Ooh.
0: Ooh. That's a good one.
1: What do I mean, do you have something in mind that you've always wanted to play, uh, or a type of character you've always wanted to play? What type of genre?
2: Genre? Genre? <laughs> genre. Genre. That's <laughs> <Genre>. how
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alex Trebek. I can watch Alex Trebek's YouTube clip, how he says genre. Roux. Yeah, he it's, loved it's, whatever it's,
0: there was a French word. He loved it. Rest in peace, Alex. I love Alex Trebek. Yo, he
1: killed that. That <laughs> word was like it's like poetry when he says it. Anyways, totally going off a topic.
0: His France was en pan. Uh, His France was en pan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I would love to play a sociopath. Ooh. I think that'd be so much fun because yeah. in just there's no wrong choice. There's no wrong choice, like they can just be here and they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like the next second, yeah. it's just like, what? Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I would love to be in a musical. Like
0: eating your hair, like, oh, that's fun,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, some weird, like, you know, just a little like lip twitch or something, you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that'd be and fun. And the
0: Oscar goes to tonatiu for that lip twitch. Yay! I've never seen a lip twitch
2: yeah.
0: like that. <laughs>
2: He uh, thought he was a normal guy, and then he did the. And then all of a sudden, the normal. the edible kicked in. You yeah. just lost it.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Don't I You also said a musical, so you you are you you know. You, Boyle Heights is a possibility. Yeah. Again.
0: <laughs> he may be listening to this podcast. He's a former guest. Just saying, you know what I mean? You never know. Shout Ooh. out to Lin Manuel doing it big. We love you.
1: Shout out. What keeps Tiu grounded? I heard before that you were mm. saying you go on some of these sets and the surrealism. What keeps you grounded? You know, what keeps you working? Um, I mean, you have so much
2: stuff going on. I love that. What keeps Tiu like on on point? You know, um, my probably like my mom and my grandma. Okay. I come from a matriarchy, and so I come from like this long line of badass women. Mm. So I'm like. There's times where I, you know, you get tired, you wanna quit, you wanna throw a fit, whatever. I don't know. But then I'm just like, nah, I got them. Mm. It's not about me.
0: Wow, that's deep, but that's so Latino. Leaning on our family.
2: I know, I'm very Latino. That's so,
0: I'm so proud, I don't know, it's so prideful. Like, with those, that's one of the uh, pillars that makes us us. We have that nuclear family, that tight, tight, tight nuclear family, we're so interdependent on. Right? Very
2: tight, no, I'm just kidding. It's
0: so tight, I can't They're even so breathe. so tight. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, I can't yeah. breathe. Yeah, my mom calls me 50 <laughs> times a day, it's too tight. Dude,
2: Dude, same.
0: It's too tight.
2: I'm like every time it's just like Nicol, comiste, and I'm like Ma, yes, I'm 28. Oh, I did. I,
0: so she doesn't ask me if I eat anymore. Now is what did the grandchildren eat today? You know, because I have two kids. So like, yeah, what'd you feed them today? They didn't call me two hours. What are you doing over there? Me like, doing? it's just not, and now there's FaceTime. Forget about it.
2: Oh my God, no! I had one day where I had rehearsed. I had, was shooting all day, and then I had an award show in the evening. And I literally was changing in the car to make it to the award show on time. But you know, I, didn't, I wasn't on my phone or whatever. And I get home, I'm like 23 or 24 at the time. And I get home and my roommate, who my mom has never met, goes, hey, are you okay? Your mom called me.
0: <laughs> and I was like,
2: what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, your mom called me. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I looked at my phone. I had text messages from friends from college, friends from high school. Oh, wow. Saw so, uh, like 19 missed calls, wow. like seven voice messages. like. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and I call my mom. I'm like, "Ama, what the hell?" (laughs) And she's like, "You know, like the police take less action than you in this amount of time." (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, "Un hijo le debe llamar a su madre cada día." Ah! (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, that's a lesson.
1: That was a lesson for you."
0: (laughs) She gave you a chancletazo over the phone. I didn't know that was possible, but I felt it. Wow.
1: I was just like, "Okay, Ma, I love you too." Oh snap.
0: Yeah, it's tight. She's shaking your
1: whole Instagram friends and Facebook friends. Damn.
0: Well. Um,
1: but that's love. That's love. No,
2: I know it's love. I know it's mad love. You know. Wow. It is. It but it was just so funny. I was like, ma, okay. I love you, ma. I'll call you later. Did, were, were there people that you hadn't talked to in a while? Like, yo, oh
1: yeah, what's up? We haven't seen each other since grade school.
2: <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine moved from like to San Diego. Like a friend from San Diego was checking in. I was like, oh my God, I'm not. What the hell?
0: Well, we we gotta I know you're busy and, and we gotta wrap this interview, but I do have one last question. So Tonatiu, right. and that maybe the next to last time I say your name, just stating that for the record. Tonatiu, that was that was the next to last. That I promise. Okay, okay great. Um our listeners often tell us that they change career paths or seek out information um, in that specific field after hearing guests like you come on here and talk about what you're doing with your degree or you know what you went to school for what you're doing now those stories move mountains and they change mindsets and 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 we want just i'd like to know if you have any advice for those maybe on the brink of declaring their major or those that have just graduated with their bachelor's in fine arts or maybe looking to get their mfa and then deciding on what, you know, how to navigate their career path. Could you give them some advice based on your past and looking back on it now?
2: Yeah. Um, I would tell them, remember your why, why you're doing something, why you want this thing, why this degree, Um, because you probably have a really strong one if that's what you were looking for. And you're going to need a really strong reason in order to make it all the way through. Um, cause you will be challenged. Mm. Um, I think on an emotional level, know who your community is and remember that you're not alone. Um, on a practical level, honestly, understanding how finances, basic finances kind of work, mm. um, get like preparing yourself if you're really young by starting to establish your credit score. And even if you don't have a credit card, maybe uh, applying for a small one and learning how to balance that to just build up your credit so that you can open up more pathways moving forward and stay as organized as possible because that like, you don't have to change yourself, but make organization work in a way that helps you just feel less stressed. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, if you know you're going to take an hour to get ready to go out, give yourself an hour beforehand, just so you can enjoy yourself and be relaxed. But on an academic level, I think, you know, your personal life is just as important as your uh academic goals facts
0: yeah well said
2: yes
0: love it it.
1: all different aspects facts
0: so great. Okay, I see
1: a future book. I see a future book. Oh, I like that. I'll read it.
0: That's I'll a good it. thing to put out in the universe. I'm just saying, book, podcast, something. You speak so eloquently and really, uh, just you. You use such great words. I know that sounds generic, but I truly enjoyed listening to each and every one of your answers. I wish we had more time. Oh. Um, but tell everybody how they can follow you. Where are you on social? What's your Address your social security. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. Got it. But, got
2: it. What's your blood type? No, is? but
0: just tell us everything that you want to tell us, okay? Please.
2: Um, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Tonatiu T O N A T I U H, and that's the same as Twitter and TikTok. Uh, my Venmo is Telazar. So you know, just yeah. Kidding. Hello,
0: Cash App, <laughs> Zelle, Tinder, get that cash App, Put it all yeah. out there. I don't know. <laughs> The use this, it's is your is podcast AL. right now. Okay, Frank gives out his number every week, so it's nothing new, but go ahead. Does he really
2: <laughs> come on, Frank? Hey. Um. That's pretty much it. And I love y'all. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a blast.
0: We love you too. We support you and we'll be And I'm coming to New York this week, so
2: I'll catch y'all over there.
0: Hey, let's go. Yo, New Uh, York is open. It is open. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Let's do it. I'm gonna email
0: you our info just so and if you wanna get up, like these are the people to talk to right here for real. Let's do it. Okay, and if you all need right. anything, to to.
1: let me know. <laughs> Yo, I know all the club bouncers in
2: the city. Frank
0: is definitely more connected than I am. Frank's your guy. Frank's Now, nah, definitely... let's do
2: something before the summer ends. Let's do something. Let's go. I'll be there next week.
0: It would be nice. All right, all right. All
2: right, yeah, right before all right. the
1: summer ends, he's coming here next
0: week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hit you. Through Instagram, I hit you up. Yeah, uh, it will be nice. We'll
0: we'll show you a good time, you know? It'll be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. so we'll do a (laughs) lot of, you know. All right, so um, great times, (laughs) and we look forward to seeing you. I can't believe you're coming to New York. It's a date.
1: That's going to be dope.
0: Please, people, one time for Tonatio. Let's go!
2: Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Love y'all.